This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.se. Due to copyright, the music is shortened. You're listening to Sport On, your weekly fix of everything sporty, with me, Sachin, me, Declan, and me, Eden. Let's play ball! Whistle! Good evening, Gothenburg, and happy midsummer. It's been the day that we have all been waiting for so long this year and it finally is around the corner. And just before kicking Midsummer in style, nothing better than talking about sport while you're listening to Sport On with me, Eden McLachlan, but also... Sachin Subramanian. That was very, uh, very mysterious, very <laughs> mysterious voice that I quite like. It's, is that your Midsummer voice, Sachin? I think so, yeah. I don't think I've been waiting for Midsummer as much as you seem to have, but yeah, sure, I'm happy. It's here. Yeah, I was very excited to uh, see all those crown of flowers on the Swedish uh, head. Um, Unfortunately, Declan is not going to be in the studio with us tonight due to a business uh, meeting or whatever. (laughs) On Midsummer. (laughs) On Midsummer. (laughs) This is why he coated. Anyway, we don't have Declan, but we do have um, another guest uh, tonight. We have uh, Christopher Risson. How is it going, Chris? It's going pretty good. Even better now that I'm here. Even better now Finally. you're here. Why? You've been waiting for that time for, for a I've long been, time? I've been waiting. But chomping at the bits to be on your program. Quick mention, Christopher also happens to be the chairman of the K103 board, so I think he might just be the most esteemed guest we've oh had on the goodness. show so far. The most esteemed. I will take that. <laughs> I will take the most esteemed chairman. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good it's a very good title, I do think. So you're excited to be on Sport On more than uh, spending midsummer. I think actually yeah. we could take that as a massive, massive compliment. Absolutely. I like being indoors. You like being indoors? <laughs> yes. Right. We could you could celebrate midsummer indoors anyway, but uh yeah. thanks for thanks for your honesty. Uh, Chris, so <laughs> tonight you are going to talk about esports since right. you like being indoors. In, right, exactly. Does that, that was, make sense now? That, yes. That was why I said that. Awesome. Calculated. <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, the show tonight will be orientated around um, Chris talking about esports. We will also have a very quick section at the beginning about the fact that football has started back in Sweden. Yes. And also in England, which <sighs> got Sachin and I very excited uh, Wednesday evening by watching the Premier League for the first time in what, three, three months? Yeah, man, 112 days. Have you been counting how many hours? (laughs) 112 days. 112 days, not bad. And And 10 hours, 30 minutes. (laughs) And so if you uh, enjoy listening to Sport On, you can listen to our previous episodes and podcast that we released uh, every Wednesday. So the last podcast we released that week is an interview we had with Jon Pedersen, who happens to be the chairman of Englana Supporter club which is the EFK Jotebori uh, supporters fan club and we're going to talk a bit more about uh, the first games of EFK Jotebori and about esports with Chris man it's been so long since I fucking watched football that I've forgotten how to fucking even complain before we tackle the esport problem with Chris we are going to talk about um, football <laughs> um, so Sachin uh, you remember last week we interviewed Jan Pedersen from Englana uh, supporter fan club that belongs to uh, is related to IFK Jotebori and it happens that the uh, Swedish championship started back last Sunday and mm-hmm. 
don't know if you watched the game. Um, I have. Uh, it was uh, very interesting to watch uh, EFCO played for the first time and also in a very empty stadium. Unfortunately, it did not go too well for them. They lost 1-0 against EF Elf Jbori after a goal from Per Frick uh, yeah. just before halftime. So um, that was a very unfortunate. Um, but hopefully they will, uh, you know, get back on track and uh, hopefully contend for for the championship which could be quite good but um i really hope we can go in the near future to watch a bit more of uh, the team team playing because i do think they got quite a bit of potential what do you think about that yeah absolutely man uh, i actually watched the highlights i couldn't watch it live yeah um but after all the hype that uh, yon sort of gave us through the interview I was like oh man this guy really knows how to turn someone into a proper football fan Chris if you haven't heard the interview you should go check it out like he's someone who speaks so well about the club about football in general and about sort of getting back to watching football without fans it actually got us so inquisitive as to you know okay we should probably just watch FK Yota Boy just for his sake um, fantastic interview and uh, really sad though for uh Yotabori that they um, lost. Have you actually watched any football, Chris? Um, yes, of course. Like, <laughs> of course. Like, okay, so not like I've ever gone to like a football uh, game or, or or yeah, soccer game, whatever. Okay. Um, I have gone to hockey in Scandinavia. I have I have seen hockey, but not football. Is that the most sporting event you've been to? In your yes. Life? In adult in my adult life, adult? I just don't care. I just don't care for the the. The 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 uh, the melodrama of football, like the diva stuff. It's Ooh. it's fu- it's it's funny in 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 some way, but I just can't. Touchy stand subject, talking. Chris. Touchy subject. <laughs> I, I'm coming in hot with the hot takes on a sport that I don't care about, but you know, that's what I'm here for, I guess. All right. <laughs> awesome. I'm looking Beautiful. forward to it. So yeah, um, that's that. Um, Chris, we're gonna have a yeah fun, interesting non-football conversation luckily for right. you for the rest of the show luckily but, for me yeah. but f- more on football though yes um, excited that the Premier League is back not so much for me because uh, the game we watched Arsenal City Arsenal ended up losing 3-0 and uh, David Luiz did the most David Luiz thing yeah I'm not going to vent too much but yes excited that the Premier League is back the first game though Sunderland and Sheffield was sort of it was Sheffield Aston Villa Aston uh, it's Villa, a very yeah. interesting game because it ended up like 0-0 with one of the biggest oh, and most controversial Jesus. referee de- decision that ever happened. So the ball did like cross the line. And touched the net as well. And touched the net as well. But the, um, the watch of the referee and the goal line technology did not save a cross the line. So he ended up with nil-nil with Sheffield United actually scoring a goal. And due to uh, COVID-19, there is no uh, VAR because yeah. like for VAR, it's a couple of referees in a, in a truck. So it's a very closed space. Um, and it's highly at risk. Yeah. So they couldn't check on VAR either. And uh, yeah, that was a very, very interesting, uh, interesting take on. But um, I, I was did... pretty baffled by that decision, man. I've watched the replays. Yeah, me too. Just... When you see it, you could clearly see that the ball <laughs> clearly, clearly crossed the line. I mean, it happens. It's a referee yep. mistakes. We all make mistakes, I assume. And it's uh, it happened very quickly as well. The the keeper played it very well just to grab it and just pretend that um did not cross the line yep. at all. Uh, just winging it and then that happened. So Sheffield uh, United against Aston Villa ended up in nil nil and yep. City won three nil against Arsenal. Yep. And I've got to say, like the games without any. Um, any crowd is very weird for, for especially for England because usually the crowd is quite a big 
big sure. part of it. And yep. there's a lot. Yes, Chris. Yeah, I have a question about that. How does that impact? Do we know how does that impact the players if there's no crowd? Does that at all change their morale um, when it, they're playing? I think it does because, like, so the Bundesliga started like quite a while while back, like a month back so far. And there's a, a statistic on um, the away and home victories, and you could see that before um, COVID-19, so when you've actually got crowd, the um, home wins is way, there's a higher percentage of home okay. wins compared to away wins. But since there's no crowd now, it's uh, pretty much leveled up. And I think even the away win in Germany was higher than the home wins, which, so you could see there's a clear impact on um, on having a crowd yeah. or not. Um, Very interesting. I, we talk about the crowds in Eastport as well. Does that have sure. an impact? We'll talk about that later. Yeah, I'm curious yeah. about this. A bit more <laughs> on sport. Um, yeah, so football has started back in, in Spain. Spain as well. Um, so Germany has been a quite a while so far. In Portugal also. Yeah. And in Italy, it's supposed to be starting um, very... It has started with the Coppa d'Italia, but it's going to keep going with the championship anytime. Which, sadly for Ronaldo, Juventus lost and Napoli won. Yeah, Not they lost 4-2 says- in penalties. Donato Gattuso's first uh, cup victory. Say again? Donato Gattuso's first cup victory as a manager of Napoli. Yeah, true. Yeah, good for him. Uh, it's very good for him. But um, yeah, all right. That was our quickly uh, intake on uh, sport. If you like tennis, uh, wait for August, early August. The WTA and ATP uh, Tennis uh, Association will start back. So you will have your fair share of tennis and the is, US uh, Open is confirmed to start on the 31st of August. Also without ge- without audience, the tennis games? or US Open is set to have without audience. Um, they had like the Adria Cup in uh, Serbia, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that was last week and it was organized by Novak Djokovic and they had a, a small crowd in. Okay. I think you can actually manage a tennis game with like socially distanced crowd, don't you think? Um... I think in a way that uh, crowd don't get that as much tense as in football. Yeah, true. It's way more relaxed. Like you don't. I've been to a few tennis games and I've never seen any crowd just like jumping on yeah. each other because you've won a point. It's a bit true. more individual, however. Yeah. But um, yeah. That uh, enough about uh, sports. One more quick update on football. The Champions League is going to be officially back. They're going to finish it in a very interesting five-day tournament. Are you, What are your thoughts on that? Um, It's got to be something. I'm looking forward to see how, it's how like, it goes. It's like, what, 16 games in like four or five days? And then it's a- going to be great. It's going to be the five, four or five best days <laughs> of summer, isn't it? Oh, yes. And, it's uh, going to yes. be like a small World Cup or European Championship. Yeah, and the finals in Lisbon, Portugal. Yeah. Wow. Why not? <laughs> Why not? No, it's going to be, it's going to be, I'm very looking forward to it. It's going to be interesting. But I'm also very looking forward to uh, learn a bit more about Chris and to learn a bit more about eSport. He shoots, he scores. Since our audience is very curious to learn, know a bit more about yourself, can you tell us three things about yourself that oh no one goodness. knows? And that, despite the fact Sachin and I knows, uh, we both know you, a bit. That's mm. what we like to think. Uh, can you tell us three things that we have no clue about? Okay. Uh, oh my goodness. Um, let's see. That you two don't know about, or just in general? In general. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Be mysterious. Okay. Well, I guess I could say um, I'm not Swedish. What? I'm Finnish, but I'm Swedish. I'm like born here, so that makes me Swedish. But I'm not. So you, you're Swedish. <laughs> so I'm Swedish. 
but but my both my parents are uh, Finnish, so uh, that's where my heritage is. Okay, good, interesting. When you fact. introduce yourself, do you say you're Swedish or Finnish? That's a very good question. Depends on if either country has done something embarrassing recently. Uh, right. Okay. Very so it's very flexible. No, but uh, there's that, and uh, uh, I've studied uh, English, English literature. So I'm an English major. I like nice. to read. Good. I like to read and, and analyze. And favorite English author? Favorite English author, like English language author. Um, probably. Uh, I guess the most. I I would have to say uh, George Orwell. Awesome, nice. Yeah, I don't. Are you familiar with George Orwell? Nope. 1984. You must have heard of 1984. I've read the other book, uh, The Animal's Farm. Yeah, Animal Farm. Yeah. Yeah. You must have heard. Set, nope. Set, 1984. Big Brother. Nope. What the hell do they teach you over there? <laughs> oh my goodness. So I've never been a book person or a comic person. But it, this is but this is like the one of the most. <laughs> Like quoted things in like the ether of pop culture is Big Brother and George Orwell's you know dystopia. Something to read up on after. Thank you. Yeah, I like. I guess. Okay, so the, enough about that. Um, number shit. three. Uh, number three. I don't think I'm that interesting. Um, I used to listen to a lot of metal. How about that? Really? As a as a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of it. Wow. Name a few. Name a few. See, I don't know if people <laughs> will even know these bands. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess the biggest one that most people would be familiar with is probably like Nightwish. Oh yes, yes. You don't so, know. So you, you know no. that band, and you've never heard of George <laughs> right. Orwell. I've right. never heard of that band, Chris. Anyway, yeah. they're the biggest cultural export of Finland. Okay. Musically, Musically, are they Finnish? Yeah. Yeah. No wonder we had no clue. Sorry, go on. No, that's fine. <laughs> no, that that's three things. I that's guess. the three things you have. Sure. That's amazing. So you're a big fan of literature, big fan of metal, and you was. You were a big fan of yes. metal, and you say that you Swedish or Finnish, depending on which situation is the best. Um, <laughs> yes, contextually, exactly, yes. politically wise. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> okay, talking about sports now. Sure. Um, what kind of sport did you play before so being I, an esport addict? <laughs> uh, I have never played sport. My brother played ho- uh, hockey when he was a kid, but uh, I I have not engaged in any sport activity in like my free time. Really? As a kid, you've never thrown a ball with your father in the park? No, not really. I wasn't interested. How can you not have any sport in your life, Chris? Listen, there has to be something we, that you don't If we want to start asking these kinds of questions, <laughs> I'm going to start asking you how you never heard of 1984. But you know what? <laughs> uh, no, it's, I don't know. It just, I mean, we would do like, okay, so my grandparents used to live out in, when they still lived in Sweden, they lived out in the country. And I don't know, I guess I have more of a, we would go out and like pick berries and stuff and like go wandering out in the wilderness in the woods. That's it's, it's, that's like hiking, just about. Yeah. So like I've done that. I've done a little bit of hiking before. Qualifies. And I like that. I like being out in nature. I mean, I like being indoors a lot because it's comfortable. <laughs> but I do love hiking in the summer. Chris the Enigma. <laughs> man of multiple <laughs> personalities. Exactly. And uh, man of multiple nationalities. Yeah. All right. Wow. So you're getting a bit more to be a more and more interesting character by the minute. Uh, well, so <laughs> good. you're a big fan of hiking, literature. Um, right. We're well, uh, yeah. A big fan of hiking. I don't do it very often, but you know, it's something yeah. I would like to do more often. Amazing. And yeah. um, so eSport. eSport is your big passion. No, but it's something <laughs> I, I used to watch a lot. 
So when I was younger and when I still hung out with my friends who and we would do this stuff, we would watch we would get together and watch like big uh like finals and stuff in a video game that we played a lot, which was a game called Dota Two. Mm. Uh which stands for Defense of the Ancients. And uh so yeah, that's something we did like I th- I think the last time we did it was probably five, six years ago. On uh, PC? Yeah, it's a PC game. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and it's made by a company called Valve, and they are like this big company with a bunch of. They they're the ones who are behind like Counter Strike, if you're familiar. Oh with yeah, that. yeah. So they run these huge, uh, esport uh tournaments. Very with cool. With loads and loads of money involved. Have you never been a console gamer like a no. PlayStation? No, Nintendo? no, no, never. No, no, no. Have no. you at least tried? I of course I have, but uh, there's just something about like the controllers and stuff. I'm not very good with them, so I prefer the mouse and keyboard. That's why we're on the opposite ends of the gaming spectrum. Yeah. I'm a pure proper console gamer, and I've never enjoyed PC gaming. Okay, and it's where I grew up with. So. Okay, but like I just want to understand from sort of console versus PC mm. perspective. Um, Console games are made in terms of sort of it gives you a good feel of the controller that you find uncomfortable. Okay. But I feel like a keyboard. Do you play with the keyboard and the mouse, right? Yeah. And do you not find that uncomfortable at, all? at all? Like a not keyboard is meant for like second typing. nature. It's second nature. Really? Yeah. But well, if you've been doing it since you were like seven or eight, yeah. like I was playing The Sims on like a Windows ninety eight computer. Like in the wow. middle of the like in the middle of the nineties, early two thousands. That's where it all started, I think. Nice. When, when when my dad brought home a Volvo, at least computer, <laughs> with Windows ninety five. <laughs> a Volvo computer. Well, it was an IBM, but Volvo had a deal with IBM to lease out computers to their employees. Wow. So that's where it all started. That's that, that's where the that's the downfall. That's what? the beginning of the downfall of Chris. <laughs> What a fantastic origin story that is. <laughs> so that's when you came around eSport, is when your dad came back home with a Volvo computer. No, that happened, that happened a lot later. But yeah, the origins of, my, of me playing video games started there, let's say. Very interesting. Right, thanks to a Volvo computer. And what about uh, getting into eSport? Like, yeah. started to get interested so, into it. So, I mean, this is something... I was aware of it because Counter-Strike is a really old game and they were doing it for a while with that game uh, which it's like a first person multiplayer shooter so yeah. you have two different teams or and you shoot each other uh, but I got into it because I started playing this game Dota mm. with my friends and it was a game that this company Valve was kind of fostering or trying to foster a competitive tournament uh, a, a thing with mm. it and they invested a lot into that very early on and we started playing the game fairly soon after it came out and then it just came, became natural to watch players who were better than us like mm. professionals playing this game and being excellent at it and watching them pull off stuff that nobody would have thought of before they did it on a live stream yeah you know a very basic question because yeah. i've really never done esports on a pc um what do you need a computer a fast processing cpu internet i mean dota as an example or like league of legends which is a similar game they're not mm. very demanding games so anybody can do it if they have a mediocre computer okay. but yeah you need the the mouse and the keyboard and a decent computer let's say with like a decent graphic card and yeah it, yeah for sure and uh a good internet connection that's a probably the most that's connection. probably the most important thing i've heard stuff like even like a slightest sort of megabyte of internet lapse could actually cost you so much in terms yeah. of 
Yeah, so latency can mess you up if True. it's a, a game where you need to have good reflexes and timing and stuff. So if mm. you're if you have like a one second delay, that can actually mess you up in wow. a tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why in tournaments they always play in the 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 LAN setting. Mm. So it's they just use the local network. Yeah, with the fastest so they, speed. So they all have the same connection. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. And they all have to use the same gear and stuff mm. to nice. keep it even. Yeah, yeah. And all right, since you're a big fan of literature, um, sure. Can we go um, your definition of esports? My definition. Have you got something very lyrical for us? My definition of esports. Well, it's a sport <laughs> where it's a competitive. It's a p competitive sport where players, where people play video games, uh, competitively. I don't know. They play video games to make a living. Electronically. Electronically, yeah. It's uh, there is nothing more 21st century, I guess, than a, an, an environment where people they don't go outside to a field and play and toss a ball around. They go into a virtual a, world, a, a virtual world, and they they have they have a skill that doesn't necessarily translate to something that you would do physically. Uh, yeah, yeah. But they have this skill, this talent, and uh, people have become millionaires because of it. Now, uh, we get into the, the serious stuff about esports, and um, Sachin and I are very curious about... The serious stuff. The serious stuff, yeah. We're very <laughs> curious about what are exactly competitions that you've been talking about, those competitions. How how do you set them up? What happens? Yeah. Tell us everything. So I guess it depends on the game and the developers and so on who are behind the whole thing, the organizations. Um, in case of the game I mentioned earlier, Dota 2, it's the game developer... Uh, runs tournaments and competitions okay. or or is is involved in making them happen in in many cases but then you have other in, more independent associations like uh, Dreamhack which is in Yunshopping they have they run their own um competitions uh and yeah other organizations in like Russia or Eastern Europe and so on they do their own thing uh, with or without the companies, the game companies' involvement, but they, I mean the company is always involved in some way, I mm. suppose. But yeah, so what they do is uh, they'll set up a competition with the familiar format of first trying to get into the semifinals and then passing through the semifinals to get to the grand finals. Mm. And d depending on when the game, it's either in like best of ones, best of threes, best of fives, so yeah. on. And yeah. And uh, these games are they usually live streamed when they're yeah. being played? Yes, 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 yes. On, and that's huh? On platforms like Twitch. For yeah, example. yeah, yeah. Exactly, Twitch. And um, and there's a lot of revenue in that as well. So th there's not just the the revenue of people uh, participating in if they purchase things mm. because most mm. of these games are free to play usually, mm -hmm. uh, with some notable exceptions like maybe Street Fighter. Mm. Um, but they. You can buy stuff in in these games. And is Twitch the biggest game streaming platform out there, or are there sort of now newer companies and platforms coming up? It's there. There are some that have tried to compete, mm -hmm. and certainly that was the case when I was still watching uh, esports mm. uh, actively. There were competing platforms, but a lot of them have folded because of Twitch. Mm. Twitch, I think, is owned by Amazon uh, also. Oh, is so it? it's very hard that. to compete uh, with uh, <laughs> someone with that much of 
yeah. exactly financial exactly mm. yeah. twitch actually now has sort of ventured into so many things apart from just gaming like there are so many dj's and producers and artists going on to twitch because of you know um uh, copyright free you know streaming which you know is a problem yeah. with facebook and instagram and youtube um so i wonder how their sort of servers are able to catch so much of this extra you know content being put out there it's just not gaming it's now like everybody's yeah. on twitch yeah it's mind boggling imagine the server farms yeah. of all those computers but yeah i don't know i don't know they just somehow make do they do they manage yeah but yeah so esport i mean it's it's hard to get too i don't, I, I would prefer not to get too specific since there's so many different games yep. so many different organizations and how they do these things yep. so i can only talk about the game that i kind of followed and how often have you played these competitions i have not played myself i've just watched i'm okay. not good enough i have oh. played uh so i have one anecdote about this mm-hmm. i have so i have two friends who uh, are members of a church in outside of the city mm-hmm. and uh they kind of invited like a like a like the younger members of the church to be a part of a like like an evening where they get to play with and against mm-hmm. a professional player. Mm-hmm. So I played. I was invited to be part of. That. I'm not part of the church, but I was invited as a friend to be part of that. So I have played against a professional Dota two player, nice. a Swedish player. And Did you uh, win? no, no, we got our we we got we got our asses handed to us. But but <laughs> but the love awesome. is well put. <laughs> but it's like you can you can. The the big difference between is that they have the, these professional players. A lot of them they have this amazing ability to lead. If it's a team based game, mm. let's say to lead their team and like make the snap decisions and like get stuff happening and like dominate yeah. the opponents wherever they can. So there's a lot of um, it's something you have to start doing early. Mm. That's the thing about these these games is that you have to start when you're like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen because if you start too late, you're not gonna have the you're going to be older and you're not going to be as quick as the, the youngsters. And there's a lot of youngsters. So that will be your advice to the Swedish new generation. Get into esports very early. If you want to make mon- if you want to make a living, yeah. get into it early. How much money is involved? How much are we talking? Are we talking about thousands, millions? Uh, so it's a billion-dollar industry. So wow. there's... Uh, I mean, it depends on the games. It depends on how good the... The players are temp- depends on their contracts, but you can have a high salary or you mm-hmm. can have a low salary, and you have to make your living from winning tournaments, competitions, which can put a lot of pressure on you to perform. Obviously, uh, some of the top players do have like good management and good contracts and so on, uh, and sometimes the companies themselves pay their players, mm. um, but that's not the case in in the, for every game or so. What's the the biggest prize money we talking about? Uh I think I saw I think I read 23 I know so the the, the big one that's going to be for Dota 2 they still do these huge tournaments that's arranged by the company. It's going to be in Stockholm. It was supposed to be in Stockholm, Globen in 2020, but mm-hmm. it's been delayed due to COVID. The prize pool is 15 million dollars. Wow. Plus What? But I think the highest one I've seen was 23. Wow, and I twenty-three think, million yeah. for the winner. I think Valve in one year they doled out eighty-three million dollars in prize money. Wow, that is totally. outrageous. So there's a, there's a lot of money involved in the game. There's a lot of gambling surrounding. There's a lot of stuff is around it. Gambling it? as well, yes, in, it. in the countries that allow it. That so is you, interesting. Is that a big thing? Like, is you do you have like you know controversies with just like gamers, esports gamers? Yeah. 
or get um, caught for for gambling yeah. against like themselves or whatever. Or yeah, fixing games. Fixing games. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I guess it might be difficult to prove in some cases, but it has happened. But then you also have stuff like people using performance enhancing, uh, you know, medicine. Really? So like, uh, really? like, like, <laughs> yeah, like Ritalin or or anti-epilepsy drugs or stuff like that, or just drinking a lot of energy energy drinks and caffeinated uh, drinks. There's a lot of that going on because people have to, you know, they have to be attentive, they have to have high energy, and you know. That sounds intense. But yeah, there's man. no serious ones. They use like drugs. They're not even. They they don't. They're not even supposed to have them. Let's wow. Say. They don't have a diagnosis. That is mental. I wouldn't have thought a single minute that you could have. Um, Doping involved in yeah in, in esports yeah there's been, thought? there's been some scandals who would have thought out what a point what a rally between the two players Chris you've yes. been talking about um, esports and we've just learned that esports is there's like gambling involved in it and there's also doping involved in it mm. so um, I do have the feeling that it's something that gets bigger and bigger due yeah. to the fact that um, usually if you can gamble that means you can make some serious money on the side and also if you're willing to um, use um, forbidden substance that also means that the reward is quite massive you wouldn't uh, cheat if it's just to earn like 10 kroner at the end of it it's yeah. um, completely yeah. uh, pointless in a yeah. way how big is esport it's huge I mean the biggest countries for it are probably the, I mean Sweden because mm. Sweden arranges DreamHack and there's a reason why Valve decided to have the international in Stockholm mm. which is their biggest thing because yeah. this is this is a country that has for a long time I mean, Sweden has had a net, like a net cafe culture in the mm. '90s and early 2000s, uh, but I mean, the country that is the the biggest is South Korea. South Korea has embraced like StarCraft uh, as a national sport. Wow! And StarCraft is like this real-time strategy games that uh, that people play competitively. And, and and South Korea is also a country with its own net cafe culture. They have they're called PC bongs. <laughs> uh, where people just spent their whole day wow. living, breathing, and sleeping, and dying sometimes in these cafes playing video games the whole time. It's madness. Uh, so yeah, South Korea is big. It, it's kind of big in the, in the United States, but not the same as it is as it is in like China, mm. which is also a a, a big esports country now or growing anyway. It's a growing yeah. market for it. Do you? foresee esports sort of being on par financially with like say a huge sport like basketball or football or hockey I don't I don't I don't know I don't think it's there just yet okay. obviously it's a billion dollar industry by now mm. but obviously we're only what 20 years into this yeah into this century of high speed internet and mm. and advanced computer technology and and all these things are coming and you know with VR Mm. being like a thing that's on the rise that could be something that turns esports into something more physical which is what there's a reason why the olympics so this is a thing that is going to happen or is happening is that the olympics may at some point embrace or include esports as a category that was going to be my next question will it ever yeah find a slot in the olympics that, that i think that is the future because i think it's inevitable mm. but the uh, the olympic um committee has so far said that they want uh, esports that have some sort of physical components, so, or mm. that they simulate real sports, so like yeah. like FIFA. Yeah. Um, Probably mental. 
So they, that's what the, the hundred percent down for that. That's <laughs> what they're looking at. Um, there was a huge push to ha- include games uh, in Tokyo uh, in the Tokyo Olympics, mm. video games, esports, um, because it is a video gaming country. But uh, Japan is is kind of anti esports or doesn't have a huge esports community because of its anti gambling laws. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's I see that as the future, and it's I mean it's on the radar of the IOC. That's the yeah yeah, and um, yeah, I think that's where the future is. And you know, who knows what comes next in the future with technology like VR or something similar. Have you experienced a VR? I have yet? not. I've never tried it. Okay, I've I've watched like gameplay of it on YouTube. Mm. It looks a little bit nauseating. Really, to me, but I don't <laughs> know. Maybe it's different when you're in it. Mm. I don't know. But yeah, so you mentioned that um, esports might get into the Olympics. Um, stop me if I'm wrong, but uh, don't you think like since there's like plenty of different games, like if you're into esports, you can be good as a game. Like that means you can be good at FIFA, but that nos- doesn't necessarily mean you'll be good at another game like Le- League of Legends. Yeah. Like, um, don't you think we'll be like a big, a massive esports world championship or Olympics with just like all the different categories of sports or competition involved would be like, um, you know, competing for the gold medal in FIFA, competing for the gold medal in this other okay. game and so on. Like the Is that o- something that like, already exists? Like the Olympics of esports. I, yeah, like I don't know if that exists yet. I don't see it as an impossibility. Obviously, what you would have to do is you would have to coordinate all of these different video games and their associated competition organizations and the developers or the publishers of these games so that that alone sounds like a huge undertaking like how do you how do you get around stuff like advertisement revenue how do you share these uh, these you know these boring financial practical things that they are more interested in because that's really what that's the bottom line is probably that this is a thing where people can make money off of it but as for yeah I mean you're correct when you say that you know you can be good at one game but you may not be as good at a diff- at another game, mm. even if that game is like simpler technically or yeah. whatever. Because again, you have to practice, practice, practice. Just like in real life with other sports, you have yeah. to practice to be good. And if you don't keep up with it, you're gonna fall behind because games change. Mm. I mean, football can be. I, I just if we riff a little, football is is the sport that it has been for a very long time. It doesn't yeah. change as such. There might be new rules or whatever that come yeah. in, but video games. They patch them. They mm. they add things. They add, let's say in Dota two where they have hundreds of heroes. They might add a new one in a mm. patch. Suddenly mm. the whole, if you call it the meta game mm. of that video game, it changes because now every single hero has to be balanced against that hero, that mm. character that you can play. Mm. So these things, these platforms are evolving constantly, and the players have to keep up with it. So that's that might be the big difference between something like soccer or. Um, uh, football or uh, and esports yeah. is that the and players have to evolve with the game. They yeah, I, I, I just hope that with the growing popularity of esports in terms of you know more people getting in and playing, that it also opens up newer job opportunities for like software engineers to get into more sort of design and sort of back end processing of making new games. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's just hope, I guess, that it's also something that you know pumps in more jobs in the yeah. industry and. Yeah, and and there's a sign that there's a lot of different developers that they see that esports is a thing and so they try to foster a m- more multiplayer focus mm. with their game even if even if they have a history of making single player games let's say yeah they'll be like well 
there's this trend. Let's cash in on this mm. and try and build, not organically, but like force build a mm. multiplayer environment. If I'm not wrong, there actually are really uh, sort of properly established courses from bachelor's yes. level up to master's level in just game developing. I think right? there's like I think I read something like in the United States there's like 190 different esports related courses. Wow. Uh, at universities. Massive. Getting if, bigger and bigger, isn't it? Yeah. And if, again, correct me if I'm wrong, how different is animation versus game development? Do you know anything about that? Animation? Or? You're talking about like uh, like DreamWorks or, or yeah. Pixar. Yeah. I, I couldn't possibly tell you. I think the, the big thing about um, uh, the video games is that you have to do a whole lot of coding mm. and you have to do a, a whole lot of um yeah just just building up these worlds mm, and mm, mm. these systems but i i couldn't possibly but i feel like there is some amount of animation that goes into gaming don't you think yeah i mean you have to draw the yeah, environment and stuff yeah. Yeah, yeah and and the the video the graphics designers they have to do a lot of work mm, with mm. rendering and stuff like that yeah and just to touch upon the sort of when you mentioned oh you know there are like, like people who get into sort of you know taking substances just to you know enhance their performances. Um, how, what is the sort of mental factor behind it? Like in terms of stress levels, have there been cases where gamers have just reached absolute maxed out in their sort of mental capacity and given up or yeah. got into sort of severe health disorders after? Yeah, this has happened in South Korea. I know. Yeah. Uh, that um, the players have been pushed too far by their management mm -hmm. to perform and so they've just had like a mental breakdown because they let's say you play more than 12 hours a day 16 hours a day wow and practicing and practicing and practicing your, your crazy, body gives up and these players are not always insured medically so they do okay. incur they sometimes do hurt themselves playing like you can get repetitive strain injuries you can hurt your wrists your hand Probably you can get carpal tunnel syndrome right right and now that we mentioned about the sort of, you know, insurance bit and sort of companies not insuring the players, is there some sort of a overall universal governing agency for just gaming that says, you know what, these are things you can do, these are things you can't do, just to protect players um, and people in the industry? I think there is. I mean, there's one for the video game world as a whole, which is, I think, the Electronic Software Association, the ESA. Okay. Um, there is a regulatory or like a agency that's connected to the the anti-doping mm -hmm. uh, league mm -hmm. for sports but I I struggle to remember the name of it right now but yeah okay. there are there are of course organizations like this but I think uh, what needs to happen is that the players should be looked out for mm. more especially yeah. in countries maybe uh, like in South Korea yeah nice crazy Jesus I wouldn't have thought that esport was um so that massive yeah. and that it drags a lot um love industries in it and uh, also this it seems there's a very bright future for, for esports and a lot of um possibilities to make it better make it bigger and uh, yeah. brand new um yeah so chris thank you very much for your time uh, we're course. not going to hold you back uh, any longer uh, i know it's <laughs> midsummer today uh, right. what have you got planned for for midsummer uh we're going to have and this is probably I mean, it's going to be a, uh, like a, what do you call it? Knut Kalos in Swedish. It's like a buffet. Just mm -hmm. me and a f some friends getting together. 
drinking I... schnapps and singing and then eating. <laughs> Can't think of anything worse. Are you going to wear a flowery crown as well? No, you uh, don't really like that. Don't, don't really have those on hand right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can find one uh, on your way on your way there. Uh, yeah, just before we leave, um, can we get your, your favorite game? My favorite, my favorite game. Oh, my goodness. You could not have asked me a more difficult question. You could not have asked me a more difficult question. Top three. Uh, top three. Um, I would have to say Civilization. Okay. Sid Meier's Civilization, which is like a strategy game. Okay. I would have to say Total War, which is another strategy game franchise. Mm-hmm. And then I would have to say, oh my goodness, Dota. I would have. No, I no because no because I felt I felt I haven't been playing that for years now. <laughs> okay. I fell out of it. I couldn't keep up with it. FIFA. Uh, hell no. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> okay, you're telling me I would not be interested in talking about the real sport, but I would be interested in talking about the, the game. Uh, no. Um, gosh, the third game. I can't think of one right now. Okay. Let's say you got several. Anyway, I've got multiple. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for your time. I thank hope you, you um, enjoy midsummer. Um, yes. Um, I'll see you anytime soon. It was a pleasure of to course. have you on the show and a great honor. We it feel very pl- honored. It was uh, a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Most esteemed guest we've had. Exactly. <laughs> it's been a pleasure to uh, have you uh, for this Midsummer Weekend. You've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned.